Hello and welcome to episode 146 of the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. People throughout recent history have argued that the pace of modern life is becoming faster, busier, and more distracting. But is that really the case? And if it is, is that entirely a bad thing? Leading the discussion this week is Ryan Tankersley, and joining in is Joe Carter and myself, David McCookie. Let's get started. So I want to begin by reading uh, two, two quotes. Um, this is from uh, an XKCD, um, XKCD1227, in case you want to Google it. Of course, there will be in the show notes. Uh, anyway, so the first quote, it says, in olden times, it was different. And then another quote, Conversation is said to be a lost art. Good talk presupposes leisure, both for preparation and enjoyment. The age of leisure is dead, and the art of conversation is dying. So those are two, uh, yeah, two quotes from this XKCD. And uh, the trick is, though, that the first quote was from 1884, and the second quote was from 1890. So what this XKCD does is it has quotes ranging from 1871 to 1915. So I guess that's math, 40 years, uh, 44 years. Um, and and the, the ultimate purpose of the quotes, what, what he's getting at is this idea that um, he's really, the focus is on uh, reading, writing, and conversation. And in each one of these quotes, it's saying that uh, because of because of modern because of the modern life, how people are living now, and some of the technology changes, um, like the invention of the magazine, um, these things are suffering. We're we're not. Um, let's see. One quote is like, "Hurried reading can never be good reading." And so, one from 1907, for example, says, "Our modern family gathering, silent around the fire, each individual with his head buried in his favorite magazine." is the somewhat natural outcome of the banishment of colloquy, colloquy, I don't know what that word means, from the school. Um, anyway, so you see there, like, um, everyone's just sitting around reading a magazine. Uh, kind of sounds like the uh, accusation of smartphones from today. Um, I'm sorry, what did you say I was uh, texting? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um it doesn't matter. I'm sure everyone listening to this has their head in a magazine right now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and another one um, from 1886, and this will be the last one I read, says, With the advent of cheap newspapers and superior means of locomotion, the dreamy, quiet old days are over. For men now live, think, and work at express speed. They have their mercury or post laid on their breakfast table in the early morning, and if they are too hurried to snatch from it the news during that meal, they carry it off to be sulkily read as they travel, leaving them no time to talk with the friend who may share the compartment with them. The hurry and bustle of modern life lacks the quiet and repose of the period when our forefathers, the day's work done, took their ease. That one's from 1886. Uh, and so just hearing that that quote are very um very reminiscent of things that you know we ourselves have said on um on tech reformation about um you know about the problems of smartphones and the problem of the internet that um they they teach people just to sit around and be on the smartphones and not being able to talk outside of um outside of social media um but then as we see all these quotes from 1871 to 1915, 
where people are essentially making these same accusations. Um, it makes one wonder, has, are we really different than, um, than the people of the past? You know, um, uh, the question that I want to pose from the beginning is, or to begin with is, do you think the pace of modern life is actually busier and faster and more distracting now, like the modern life that we're living in, or in reality, is it, was it always just as busy? Of course, it's hard for us to know because we weren't there. But yeah, what do you guys think? Do you think it's any? Di- it's obviously different now, but do you think it's actually busier, faster? Well, well I'd say um, I, I'm 47, so I, I was there. <laughs> In 19, 19- Joe was around before the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the same. Anyways, <laughs> good episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about it. How was it back then? <laughs> <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> uh, it was so funny. Actually, I was talking to my wife this morning as we were on our way out the door, as I was on my way out the door and she was, uh, she said it was, it was something about, um, something about it was, we were talking about something 14 or 15 years ago. And I said, well, why didn't you just pull out your iPhone and Google it? <laughs> and we both had a little chuckle at that. And it's like, just kind of, we look mm-hmm. at our kids and go, uh, they don't know what that, I mean, they just, they have no concept of that. Um, mm. uh, that, you know, iPhone just hit, is just 11 years old now. And it's mm. just nuts that that whole sea change that we've seen with the amount of commu- computing power and uh, access to information, the change uh, that's in your pocket that used to be, you know, which, which shouldn't be that big of a difference, but it seems at least you know, anecdotally to me seems to be significantly different than it was when I was even, you know, even in my thirties. It does. It does seem interesting that all of these, all of these came after the industrial revolution. And I do think that it's kind of hard to argue that there hasn't been a change. uh, When you consider just like a lot of these things that they're complaining about are the ability for things to have, for things to exist in mass uh, for, you know, now there are magazines, magazines weren't possible when it cost way more to print, uh, words on a page. And as well, and as, um, you know, as an artist and someone who does, um, you know, I do graphic art type art, but also, um, you know, do art for, um, personal enjoyment and also, you know, go, the other extreme of like, you know, memes and stuff, you know, my, my photo roll is filled with (laughs) stupid memes and whatnot. Um, to read the, the quote from 1892 in this, uh, is just fantastic. Um, I'll read this one real quick too, because I just thought it was Mm. was, uh, germane to the discussion. He said, the art of pure line engraving is dying out. We live at too fast a rate to allow for the preparation of such plates as our fathers appreciated. If a picture catches the public fancy, the public must have an etched or photogravured uh, copy of it within a month or two of its appearance. The days when engravers were wont to spend two or three years over a single plate are forever gone. Journal of the Institutes of Jamaica, Volume 1, 1892. I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, pining for that, uh, for that, uh, slow pace that did produce incredible, amazing stuff that you rarely see anything of that nature, um, these days. But, but the other thing that I've noticed as a, 
as a father, um, and I've got seven kids and my oldest, uh, my two oldest ones, 12, almost 13. And the other one just turned 11. And my 11 year old <laughs> is, he constantly says, uh, you know, just, they just don't make it like this anymore these days. You know, he talks about these days all the time. And I'm just like, where, I must say this way too much. Like it's really like, it kind of like, oh no. Because <laughs> he talks about the good old days a lot. <laughs> and talks about how the quality back in the day and this, that, and the other. And it's just like, oh no. Oh man. <laughs> back um, when the McRib was around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The first time. No, the third. Anyway. <laughs> What's a McRib? It's an unanswerable question. <laughs> <laughs> what is a McRib? Very philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> Just went deep. Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, you said the word, uh, you said pining, like uh, pining after the old days. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think, or pining after a slower pace even of... Um, just how things were done. Um, and yeah, I think, I think, um, yeah, both nostalgia of like, man, it was so great back then. Um, things were so much better then. And also kind of, um, a discontent with, um, things the way are now, like seeing, I guess, feeling a need, um, of the ability to slow down and whatnot. Um, do you think, um, yeah, you know, if, if people have been saying this since, um, since I guess 1871, according, uh, to XKCD, I'm sure there's other people have said it at different times, but, you know, since people have been saying it, at least since then, um, at to what degree do you all think, uh, slowing down is a need of people and, uh, what does that look like? I'm curious to hear Joe's <laughs> response because... <laughs> Joe comes from a slower era. I mean, I, I, we, we can joke, but like, well, I, I haven't lived in an, my, oh, I haven't, <laughs> we can joke, but like, I haven't been alive very long when the internet wasn't a thing. Like, I think my dad mm. got dial up at, at, I was like six or seven, mm-hmm. or I remember having access to it uh, that early. So it's hard for me to remember a time before the internet, whereas that's, mm-hmm. Well, we have a set of encyclopedias at our house. They're <laughs> hopelessly outdated yeah, I remember in some those. areas. Um, yeah, and I had, I had encyclopedias growing up as a kid. Like if we had a, a book report to do, or not, not a book report, but like, you know, you had to do a, a paper about a topic. That was the mm-hmm. main thing you'd do is you'd just pull up an encyclopedia and uh, kind of go from there and, and find information from there to start with. And you could go to your local library. I mean, we'd physically go and do those things as a kid. Um, Hold on, I'm looking up encyclopedia on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> um, but what's really funny is actually my wife will make my kids look things up in the encyclopedia, sometimes as a punishment. <laughs> 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 or, or look it up in the dictionary, um, just so that they know how to look things up uh, if they don't have uh, internet and, and whatnot with them. Um, I think it's kind of interesting because I was listening to uh, your recent episode talking about digital versus physical Bibles. And uh, I thought that the, some of that crosses over here as well of just like, what's the value, you know, if, if it's slower, less efficient, um, 
requires more work to get results out of, is it uh, worth or is that, is there value in that, you know, in doing things in a way that's a slower, you know, intentionally doing things in a way that's a little slower. I don't know if I, I don't think I answered your question I think you, I think you asked it I again. <laughs> totally dodged around it. It's, it's my thing. Um, I guess, if, can I rephrase it for you? Sure. Uh, in a way that might make it more, because uh, the, the reason I'm asking it to you is essentially to ask, can you remember things about before the internet, before uh, smartphones, smartphones, et cetera, oh, yeah. that uh, you miss well, and, and that are like, not just nostalgic things, but are really benefits. Yeah. I mean, there, I think there's definitely some advantages. It's kind of funny. Cause I remember one time I'd, I'd, uh, I'd only had a smart or not a smartphone, a cell phone for a couple of years, maybe, maybe even a year, year and a half. And I was living here in Spokane and my mom, uh, was living over in Montana as she's, as she still does. Um, and it's about a two and a half hour, three hour drive to get from here to my mom's house. And I took off from Spokane and I got as far as Coeur d'Alene. So this is about a half hour away from home, uh, and into this drive. And I realized I didn't have my cell phone with me. And I was like, Oh no, you know, like, Holy cow. I'm just about to embark on this journey without my <laughs> cell phone what am I going to do? Like, should I just turn around and go home and get my cell phone and then I can take off again? And, you know, now I'm going to add another hour, hour and a half to this whole trip. Um, and I just had this strange epiphany of like, Oh wow. You know, I used to do this trip all the time. I mean, like <laughs> literally I've only had a cell phone for a year, year and a half. And I was in my, um, I think I was in my mid to late twenties at the time. Um, and so, you know, I had done that trip hundreds of times well at least dozens and dozens and dozens of times without ever having a cell phone before and it hadn't been a, a problem <laughs> and so there was a there was a sense in which um like i used to like my wife chides me about it a little bit now um because i used to you i used to refer to my cell phone as an electronic tether i was like i hate that electronic tether i got this leash around my neck that somebody can yank anytime they want to and i'd be able to you know, hop in the car, hop on a motorcycle or something and head to Montana. And, um, nobody could reach me. And, you know, you also had to have, it was in a way, a little bit of a sense of adventure of like, okay, well, if something goes wrong, you know, you're mm. going to stop at someone's house and ask for help. You can try to flag someone down. Are you going to, what do you do? Um, and, uh, but there was also seemed like there was a little bit more, uh, community back then too. I mean, like for instance, I, if someone's broken down beside the road, um, more often than not, if I can, I'll stop and just take a, you know, Hey, you guys need a hand. You guys good. And then I'll just, you know, if they're good, I'll, I'll keep driving. Oh, and almost all the time they're on the phone with someone. Oh, I'm calling my dad or, you know, I'm calling my husband or my wife or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're on their way over. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Well, but before the era of, uh, you know, everyone having cell phones and everyone having smartphones and all that, um, you had to be something more of a community in situations mm. like that. So, you know, somebody breaks down in the wintertime uh, and I grew up in Montana, you break down in the wintertime in the mountains, somebody doesn't stop for you. It's life threatening. And so mm. just as a rule, that's how we were raised. We would just stop for people and check on them. And mm. if, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and then most of the time in those cases, they would need help. They need a hand. They don't need even, you know, Hey, hop in the car. We're going to such and such a place. You can get somewhere where you can be warm. Uh, you can use the phone there and you know, sort things out, but you'll at least be safe. That sort mm -hmm. of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
And there's a sense in which we've lost that because we have like, we have this independence and then people also then will just assume um, that uh, somebody who's broken down beside the road has a phone and it is working and they do have someone they can call and that they're, you know, good to go. Uh, even just uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were driving uh, from up north and somebody, some wood had fallen out of the back of somebody's pickup truck and a couple cars hit this piece of wood, including us, but we're in a big van and uh, it didn't, didn't hurt us, but I saw the two cars stopped that appeared to have also hit. And one of them was a 79-year-old woman who blew out the, her mm. front tire. And she didn't have, you know, she was starting to try to call someone, see if somebody could come get her. But it was pretty late in the evening and she didn't have anybody that could uh, come quickly. So we changed her tire for her. And, you know, but mm. car after car after car was just going by because, you know, she's got her, her phone. So mm. that'd be just one, one thing. I think there's also just the... You know, the, there is a, it, it's funny because um, I wonder what these people who uh, he's quoting here, I think these, I think this is really, a really useful little, his comics have such an edge to him sometimes that they really, they really hit. Um, and I think this is useful in that, you know, everyone is going to say that uh, the old was better, <laughs> mm. you know, uh, this new thing is just not how you do it. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the, you know, the discussion of the Bible is like, oh, these, these, you know, electronic Bibles are so terrible. It's like, well, yeah, but at some point somebody was like, ah, the scrolls were so much better. They, you know, <laughs> 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 this infinite scrolling you could do anyway. Um, <laughs> but, but there is, uh, you know, there's, even if it's, even if we're disconnecting from one another over technological things that are just the new technological advance of the new era. Um, I think the connection or disconnection is important either way. You know, even if the, mm. the new technology is magazines that are cheaply available and everybody's reading magazines and not talking to each other, or if they're smartphones and everybody's reading the news on their smartphone and not talking to each other, the, the second half of that sentence is what's important. Like, well, yeah, but you're still not talking to each other. So, mm. Mm. um, I could find a way to not talk to people even without magazines or cell phones. It's true. I can verify <laughs> As an introvert, I, I consider it a, uh, a life skill. Nicely done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, but not two people. This is just a podcast. I'm That's shouting true. at the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you thought I wasn't here this episode, but here I am to introduce our sponsor this week, which is Missionalware, your Reformed Theology gift shop. Missional Wear prints apparel, drinkware, and accessories with beautiful artwork of historical creeds, quotes, and faces of various reformers. And what I'd like to talk about today is that Missional Wear has introduced their ugly Christmas sweatshirts again for this season. So last Christmas, they had the Spurge, which is, you know, an ugly Christmas sweatshirt with a Spurgeon on it that says the Spurge, and it's pretty great this year they're also introducing a john calvin sweatshirt that reads bah humbug these are great i'm sure you're gonna love them i know it's not christmas yet but you gotta start thinking about it now so uh even if you're even if you're bah humbug about the whole season you gotta have something you know to at least show people that that's what you think right (laughs) so (laughs) If you want to pick up these shirts, you can go to missionalware.com, hit their search box, and search for Ugly Christmas Sweatshirt. 
And if you decide to get anything, make sure that you tell them that you heard about them from Tech Reformation. Thanks, Mission Aware, for sponsoring Tech Reformation this week. So we can always find, like you were saying, we know we could blame smartphones now. The people in the past blame magazines, and it's always easy. You know, we're we're always going to have issues, whatever those issues may be. Like um, I'm saying, spending time, um, spending time with God, spending time with family, uh, spending time with friends. Um, and just finding ways to communicate and love people and serve people and say, well, you know, either we can look at ourselves and say, oh, I've got these things, or we can look at the world at large and say, oh, we all have these things. Um, and I think I think this is helpful in just recognizing that um, the things aren't the issues. The, the smartphone's not the problem. The magazines aren't the problem. It's uh, it's really the, the people that um, that we ourselves have to... Um, yeah, have to, have to kind of re rechange our our view of of what the problem is, and not look at not look at the stuff, the items that like oh, because these exist now, there's this problem in the world. But just realize like you know this is who this is what humans do. We um, we get absorbed in ourselves yeah. and the things that we're interested in, and and forget about the people around us. And we'll find ways, whatever that medium may be. Yeah, I think the I think the technology can be um, a useful scapegoat for mm. not dealing with the actual issues of the heart that are involved there, and that's mm. even something that I've talked with my son some about that when he's like, "Well, this and that, then this these days." It's like, well, I mean, a you don't know <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about, but b <laughs> uh, what is it about these days that's that's bad and the, you know, these good old days that you're some, you know, you're trying to hearken back to, um, even, uh, um, vicariously through maybe what I've shared or something like that. Uh, what Mm. was so great about them? Because I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I think about like lack of connection and isolating and things like that. And I was super disconnected and isolated from people sitting at home, you know, doing, had drafting during the day and playing counter-strike at night <laughs> you know before the iphone ever existed and you know when the internet was kind of more in its infancy so it's not like that's uh it's it's not like that is the cause of things it is a it is a focal point or a lightning rod sometimes it does seem it seems helpful just to understand the i don't know the follies of our own era uh, you know, C.S. Lewis has that big long quote that he's well known for where he talks about the, the value of reading old books. Uh, and he talks about how the, uh, the ancients or, you know, people before us didn't fall into the same errors that we do. And, and sometimes when you read something that's, that's older than your current age, you start to see that like, oh, he's not making certain assumptions that I make every day. And are these assumptions mm-hmm. even right? That sort of thing. Um, and so just having like, I think right now, some, some things that, our culture by and large is unaware of the effects on us would be, uh, so like, I don't think, I don't think we wrestle with magazines. Uh, I don't even Mm. know that we wrestle with, with news sites, although uh, television news I think is awful. Um, Mm. but maybe, uh, audio books, I think keep a lot of people from any kind of serious study time with a, with a, it doesn't have to be physical, but an ebook or something that, uh, something that you can really sit down and read a sentence over and over again and kind of take it in. 
Uh, I think social media is, is, I mean, that's an obvious one that you can pick on, but it is, it is something that kind of is, is making us used to bite-sized content, uh, and, and consuming drivel as, as a hobby, uh, Hmm. that social media is an interesting case because there are people actively on the other side trying to suck up every, every ounce of your free time with it. Whereas that wasn't necessarily the case with magazines. Um, Hmm. so yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting to look at these things and think, gee, what are the things that like are in my age that maybe I haven't figured out how to handle responsibly or handle well? I've, I've been taking a church history class uh, recently and uh, I've been amazed kind of by, um, you know, I'm reading about these people's lives and what, what they write and what they write to people um, and just seeing like, you know, because we have more instantaneous modes of communication, uh, writing out, um, writing out our thoughts and then sending a letter like, here, this is an explanation of this, or like writing a long letter and of encouragement. Um, it just, it, it seems like that was done by church leaders, at least a lot in the past. And another thought Mm -hmm. I had about that was those are because they wrote a lot or like the only records we have are the things that they wrote. So maybe it just seems like they did that a lot, <laughs> but um, I don't think that's <laughs> true. Cause uh, there was a ton of, you know, like I was reading about Augustine's life right now and he just has tons and tons and tons of letters and books and things that he wrote um, over all these different topics. Um, and I've been really challenged by when he writes these out and what he writes to people, he's really, consolidating his thoughts, making arguments and sending them to people. And they, you know, he has these things reasoned out that he can easily explain to anybody because he sat the time, sat down and taken the time to explain them, uh, through paper. Um, and I just, I don't do that. Um, and so, yeah, that, and I think that to a degree, that is one of the things about our culture that having the instantaneous modes of communication, we don't feel like taking the time to sit down and write out things, um, whether our own thoughts or explanations. And that's something I've been challenged by. Um, mm. so that's, I have to wonder if, if there had been texting in Martin Luther's day, if we would have, if there would be preserved something like 145, uh, texts between him and his wife saying, bring beer, bring beer, <laughs> <laughs> bring beer. <laughs> like to, to your point about, you know, it's just what got preserved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think those texts would have been, I mean, they'd be in iCloud for sure, but. for sure yeah yeah well and i've thought about that too i mean that's one of the things where you know the transient the the transient nature of our communication right now i mean you think of like people like well i have all these letters that my that my grandfather wrote my grandmother before i mean i don't have this but i've people have have expressed this to me like they're they have these letters between their grandfather and their grandmothers you know during world war ii or Mm. during these times of crisis where, you know, you know, he was away in the military and she was at home with the kids or something like that. And they have this preserved, there's some sort of record of that. And, uh, that's something that just kind of, I, I think about that. Like, I think about the idea of like, you know, passing down a family Bible and, and though mm. the, I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of noodling somewhat on the thought of that previous episode, I guess somewhat. Um, but just the, uh, it, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting the, the, um, the, the, the pace of communication and the 
uh, you know, one of the things that the person wrote about is, or, or one of the quotes that uh, uh, Randall had on uh, XKCD there was about how, uh, I think the last one is talking about like this, these letters are, you know, people don't write these letters that really are meaningful because they're so cheap to just post mm. one out. So they send out these, you know, quick little meaningless quips. And of course, this is 50 years before my grandparents would have been communicating during the war, you know, uh, and mm. still, uh, you know, what, what was preserved previously, you know. I still have the, uh, I still have the Facebook conversation, like uh, my wife and my first Facebook conversation in the chat history. I'm going to, as a result of this conversation, I'm going to turn that into a PDF and stow it somewhere. Save That'll it. That'll be fun to show our kids. <laughs> <laughs> was well, this like, like before you were before you were dating or like oh when, yeah when like we we actually met on uh, nice. on facebook messenger basically wow through tumblr huh. nice through cool. a variety actually there were there were a lot of things but yeah cool mm, nice so yeah as as we talked about as i was thinking and as i was thinking about this um i think it's good to learn um one some things as we look at the past in this way, we see that some things are the same and that um, we should stop kind of making excuses for um, the things that are going on in our time. Um, and, and yeah, look toward how can we, how can we slow ourselves down and spend time communicating well with, with friends, with family. Uh, but at the same time, as um, David pointed out, that there is a lot that we can learn from the past because there were things that were different. And uh, so taking the time as well to learn from them and see some of our blind spots uh, would be good. Yeah. If you would like to join in on this discussion, you can join us on our Slack workspace, which you can get to by visiting slack.techreformation.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Tech Reformation. Send us a tweet about any questions, thoughts from the shows. We'd be happy to hear from you. You can also visit our website, techreformation.com. It's dot net. <laughs> it's not dot net. It's dot com. It's not dot net, right? <laughs> I don't think it's net. Homestar <laughs> one dot net. Dot com. Dot blog. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Now, turn off the podcast and uh, go read a magazine. Yeah. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> and I ain't looking back. No, no. I ain't looking back. Sorry about that. <laughs> I thought I was nope. alone, no and then I started hearing voices. All right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> story of my life the, at the funeral home. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be. <clears throat> I wouldn't be stressed out at all. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, what was I saying now? Um.